everybody who listening to me as a king, I want you to understand something. Your last name is your legacy. What are you doing to turn your last name into an asset? My daughter has my last name. When she marries a man, she has to lose my last name and take on his. I want him to know there is a serious accountability factor when you're trying to change her last name. What's good, what's good, what's good? What's good, family? It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So we gonna count some money today. Listen, man, this is an amazing episode. I want everyone right now to just give yourself a round of applause for being here, right? Give yourself a round of applause for being here because I know today was a hell of a day. Right, today was a hell of a day. We watched the market do some things, and I wanna break that down today. But before we go on, let me say this, and we hope everybody understand this, right? Like, I am not a financial advisor or a fiduciary. Everything that I say is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Know that every investment that you make, you must do the proper research. Never go off of what anybody is saying, right? If you must do that, seek out a financial advisor or a fiduciary. I know one by the name of Rashad Bilal. He can take you to glory. I can just take you to the trap house. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Huh? It's a recession right here, but we're gonna handle this the right way. So, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Trapper Tuesdays. Listen, man, Tuesdays is an amazing day. My aim is to be your tour guide through the chaos and confusion of the markets. My mission is to help you, the trappers, navigate your way to wealth. I firsthand understand the frustrations that come with saving to invest, living check to check, and the deep down frustrations of financial uncertainty, right? But while you hope for a new reality financially, while things can sometimes be bleak, trapping Tuesday is your guide it's your safe haven. It's your safe space to come learn how to play these markets. So when you decided to be a part of this, you decided for a better future. When I decided to bring back this show, it was to amplify the voice of the voiceless. It was to build confidence in those who America often looked over. I wanted to reassure you the trappers, that there's a silver line in every dark cloud. For those who are like close to retirement, like I know I got some trappers that's like, yo, I'm close to retirement trap. I don't really know what to do. Is it too late? I want to help you feel empowered again. I want you to know that the years that you put in to have the luxury 
of a retirement aren't in vain. I want you to know that there is a financial relaxation and you deserve that as a part of your journey. I like to say retire in peace. And for my trappers like who just starting out or who are midway on a journey to building wealth, I want to help you. I want to help you use this machine called the stock market to print money for generations. So if you feel like you that, I want you to clap for that. Because the past will resemble the future just like one drop of water always resembles another. Hmm. If we don't introduce our families to new realities, new opportunities, and new possibilities, how can we dare expect anything more from the future generations than what we already see in front of us? We must establish new principles, we must establish new money habits, and we must establish new values. I challenge you to not just come to this show and watch it, to not just be entertained, to not just take notes, to not just listen to it in the car, but I challenge you from this moment forward to think out two to three generations. Now I know that might be kind of hard, like, Trap, how can I think that far out? Trap, I might not even see them people. And that may be true. But that's what legacy comes in at. And the one thing that I've learned about the wealthy is they think legacy. I have this saying, poor people live check to check. Rich people live year to year. But wealthy people live from generation to generation. So we must get out of the habit of thinking like an individual entity and start thinking like a corporation. How do we turn our last names into assets? Right? Like Sam Walton didn't just think about himself, he thought about the Walton name, which is why we now have five people from the Sam Walton bloodline in the Fortune 500. And the richest people in the world. This is, this is not by accident. This is why we have members of the Mars family. That's right, Mars, the, the candy that you eat. This is why we have members of that family and the richest people in the world. This is not by coincidence. This is not just, I got lucky. This is premeditated wealth. God damn, I like that word. I just made that up, y'all. Premeditated <laughs> wealth. That means this was thought out strategically and meticulously. Yo, I'm on fire with these words right now. I'm on fire with these words right now, y'all. <laughs> right? I want us to start thinking like that. How can we wrap our minds around the idea of wealth if we don't consider legacy. I want us to stop confusing money with wealth. 
right? So I want to ask you a couple of questions before we get in tonight. And I want you to sit on these questions. I want you to think about these questions. And I want you to ponder on these questions. Do you have goals that are authentic and fulfilling? Right? So what I mean is, like, like when we set a goal, is it a goal that comes from what we truly want out of life? Is it a goal that originated from purpose? Or is it a goal that was ignited by what you saw somebody else had? Right, I want authentic goals, right? Because my version of wealth and your version of wealth can be completely different. Matter of fact, I know they're completely different. Right. So my version of wealth was not so much about money, but it was more so dedicated to me being a father 24 hours in my daughter's life. I wanted the freedom to be able to go wherever she was. I wanted the freedom to be able to say I'm not tied down to my job. Now, remember, I was working 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, seven days a week. I was given stadiums, power plants hospitals, I was building them from ground up. And it was taking me away from her. So wealth for me was about what I like to call time equity. It was about me having full ownership of my 24 hours. So that goal for me of wealth was authentic and it was fulfilling. Right? So now on my journey, everything I do aligns, right? It aligns with me being authentic and fulfilled in my purpose and what I think wealth is. So what I want you to do is reappraise your self-worth. I want you to reappraise your value. That's right, reappraise. God damn, I'm on fire, yo. Like, I don't know what got into me right now, but these words is flowing. <laughs> right? I want us to reappraise your self-worth, reappraise your value, and then I want you to divorce anything or anyone that doesn't help you appreciate. Ooh, I told y'all, this is going to get good tonight. We haven't even got into what we're going to talk about. Right? All right. So getting what you want out of life is hard work. But settling on a life that you don't desire in a world that is full of abundance is exhausting. It is exhausting to the spirit. It is exhausting to the soul and it is exhausting to your commitment to move forward. There are going to be a few bad years here and there, but that's okay. That is okay. Because just like a stock in the market, even a great company can have a few bad quarters. But when we zoom out and if we, bet, if we are a company with a strong balance sheet, with great management and leadership that is driven by morals and value, you've created a moat. I want everybody in here and everybody listening 
everybody viewing, I want you to understand that you are a great company. And anyone who invests in you will get a great return on investment. Welcome to Trapping Tuesdays, y'all. If you're here, if you love how we opened up just now, I want you to do something for me, man. I want you to like, I want you to subscribe, and I want you to share this, yo. I told you your Tuesdays will never be the same. I will own your Tuesday. For everyone else, they think you just on YouTube. But for you, I want you to know how monumental this is. I want you to know that we are on the beginning stages of something so prolific, something so game-changing, something that the world has never seen. And I want you to know that Wall Street looks like us now. I want you to say it right quick while you're driving your car, while you're looking at this, while you're saying this, I want you to look at the person on the side of you and say, Wall Street looks like us now. And I want you to say it with a sense of pride. I want you to say it like you mean it. I want you to own it. Right? I want you to own it. I want you to say it from the right time. Wall Street looks like us now. I want you to say that right quick, man. Welcome, man. Let's go, man. Our first segment today, Word on the Street. Like, we're going to bring you some game, some knowledge. You already know when we talk about Word on the Street, you already know my background. You already understand the idea of what Wall Street Trapper is, where Wall Street Trapper comes from. And so, understanding that when you're on the street, man, you get the news before everybody else. When you're on the street, you understand things that are happening and you don't even have to be there. So that was the idea of Word on the Street. So let's roll into that, right? So today, yo, the Dow Jones is up, right? The Dow Jones is up today. I'm not going to lie. It ran like Forrest Gump today. Like it ran. I need a Forrest Gump button for that. <laughs> it ran today and it was led by Walmart. Walmart ran 6.77% today. Golly. That mean we're going to get into that later. We're going to get into that a little later. But Walmart ran, but the Dow Jones was dragged down a little bit. It could have ran a little further, but 3M, everybody know about 3M. They make the tape, they make the adhesives, they make glue. 3M kind of makes everything in that industrial industry, right? 3M was down by 0.77%. That's okay, right? The S&P 500 today ran, right? It ran. Right, but it was led by Bath and Body Works. Like, Bath and Body Works? Like, that's a lot of people buying soap. It's a lot of people buying candles. It's a lot of people buying toilet ornaments. It's a lot of people buying dish towels. <laughs> the dish towels with the butterflies on them. Right? Like, that thing ran today by seven. 0.18%. Now, what I want to say about that is we'll talk about that like bath and body work is considered a meme stock. Why? Because the fundamentals are horrible. The fundamentals are horrible. Right? And so what I do want us to understand is when a company has horrible fundamentals like that, as trappers, I want us to stay away from that. Right? I want us to stay away from that. Right? So, I want us to get caught up in that. Now, the lagger was Dish Network. 
This network was down 3.71%. Now, remember that this network was also acquired by AT&T. Right, I don't like that company. Like they made me mad, I owned them for a little while. It took me a little while, I finally wound up selling them. All my trap was be like, trap, when you gonna get off of AT&T? You've been telling us you are gonna sell it. I finally got off of it, right? Because the company just had too much debt. They overpaid for Dish Network. They shouldn't have bought that, right? It happens. Moving forward. So let's talk about the NASDAQ, right? The NASDAQ was the only index down today. Not by much, but it was down today. So it broke like a four-day streak. It was running. It was ready to run. Right? It was down, but it was led today by EA Sports. Electronic Arts. You know, all my Madden players, y'all was running today. Y'all was hitting a hole, right? Like the old lady on bail. Right? Like the old lady on bail. You, you gotta be, listen, if you know, you know. The old lady on bail? Amen. That was different, right? So, EA Sports ran today by 2.83%, and DocuSign was the biggest lagger in the NASDAQ today. I guess a lot of people wasn't signing their paperwork. I don't know. Right. Moving forward, man, let's go, man. Everybody, man, like and subscribe, right? Like and subscribe as we move forward. So I had something interesting today when we was researching, that we was looking up, right? Many of you know of this man, Michael Burry. You may know him of, from the movie, The Big Short, right? You may know him, you may have heard of him from The Big Short, right? If you don't know, he is the man who predicted the OA crisis. He made so much money from the OA crisis. They made a movie about it called The Big Short. If you haven't watched it, if you love the stock market, if you love investing in stocks, you 100% need to watch this movie, right? So as of today, he sold all of his positions in tech. He sold all of his positions in tech. Now, that's interesting. But what really got me was he purchased a large position in a private prison stock, GEO. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Let me tell you why I don't like it. Because when I was in Allen Correctional Center, GEO actually bought out Allen Correctional Center. Right? Now, I'm a firm believer in investing in companies that align with your morals. Show me your portfolio and I'm going to show you who you are as a person. I'm going to just be real. I personally would never invest in a prison stock. Even though it's on the market, I would never invest in a prison stock. I can't do it. Because I believe as a trapper, and one of the things that I talk to us about all the time is investing in companies that align with what you believe in. Right? Investing in companies that align with what you believe in. So, he invested in one company, GEO, a private prison stock, right? And so for that, I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know how he feel, but nobody does anything in vain, especially a person like that. So I'll leave it like that. I'll let you do your homework. I don't want to shine too much light on this. Let's go, man. Moving forward, man. Let's move a little forward. How are everybody feeling tonight? I hope we're feeling good. I hope we're feeling good. So one of the things we see today and we see going on right now, we actually see the market 
running. So for me, I know a lot of trappers, you know, they're like, hey, trap, is we in a, are we in a bear market? Are we in a bull market? What's going on? We see the rally. So for me, I always want to give us clarity. Remember, my goal as a trap is to help us do three things. Help us build wealth one share at a time. Help us build confidence in our investment decisions. And to help us create legacy. Right? So I want you to look at a few things that I want you to pay attention to. Right? So you want to ask yourself this question, right? Inflation is high, but it is lowering. Right? Inflation is high, but it's coming down. Right? Earnings, right, are lower, but they're positive. Right? We'll get into that as we start talking about some of these companies. Right? Consumer spending is down. Right? But people are still spending. Right? This is important for us. This is the one that I really want you to pay attention to. This is the one that I really want you to pay attention to. Oil. Oil prices have now finally come down under $90 a barrel. What does that mean, Trap? Like, explain that to me. Why is that important? Right? So, oil is always an indicator of, of the economy, of spending, right? And it's like one of those, like, it's like a pharmacist. You know, when you're young, your mama say, hey, put the thermometer under your tongue, right? Like, put the thermometer under your tongue. Let me check the temperature. Well, when oil is soaring, that causes panic. Why? Because we, as the consumer, feel that at the gas pump. Now, I'm just be honest with you. If the gas price goes up 50 cents or a dollar, if that affects you in a major, major way, then you had issues before gas went up. Let me just keep it real. If gas going up a dollar affects you in a major way, then you had issues before that happened. But it is an indicator of what's going on in the economy, right? It tells us a lot, right? So here's what I want you to know. All you under $90 a barrel is not a bad sign. It's not a bad sign. Now, as we move forward, I also want to think of something else that I saw. During my research, I saw something, I realized something. I saw that in April... Right in April, hedge funds uh, had a position of about four percent of their position was left in cash. Right, as of now, they're about twenty percent in cash. Right, so they are putting more cash to the side. So when you, I ask myself, are we in a bear market or a bull market? I say we're just having a bear market rally. Now, here's the thing. Let's take note of this. Let's take note of this. When we look at some of the major companies, understand that Apple and Microsoft represent 13% of the valuation in the S&P 500. So check this out. I want you to, I want you to see how powerful this is, right? You have 500 companies. Two companies make up 13.4%, right? Two companies make up 13.4%. Let me make that, let me, 
Let me dig a little deeper so you can understand what that means. So let's say you invested in a, a S&P index, right? Ooh, this is going to get it. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. This is going to be real good. So let's say you invested in the S&P index. For every $100 that you invested, 13 of those dollars went to Apple and Microsoft. Two companies. Right? So let's think about it again. Let's think about it again. If you invested in the S&P 500 index, I mean, you just bought the whole index. Right? If you bought the entire index to be safe, then 13 of those dollars out of that $100 went to Apple and Microsoft. Right? Then underneath them, I think we go with Facebook, Google, Berkshire Hathaway. Right? Now, Apple makes up 7.3%. Microsoft makes up 6%. Right? We've never in our history seen companies that make up this much of the market cap. This is powerful. Now, the good thing about that is these companies are strong companies. They have strong balance sheets, they have great management, and they have power. So they're actually going to move, right? We're going to see a lot of institutions. You're going to see your Black Rocks. You're going to see your Vanguards. You're going to see your State Street Capitals. You're going to see them in those funds. The bad thing about that is when companies leave out of those two funds and put money on the side, when these companies falls, you will see a huge impact on an economy. God damn, I'm teaching right now. <laughs> I am teaching right now. Golly, man. I'm teaching right now, y'all. I am T, but that's what it's all about, man. This is what it's all about. All right, so let's take a note of this, right? Apple is only 5% from its 52-week high. I mean, it's gaining ground. Amazon is 6% from its 52-week high. Microsoft is 10% from its 52-week high. So that tells us that it is gaining ground. It's gaining ground, right? It's moving. Right? But I don't want us to get lost in that sauce. I don't want us to get lost in that sauce. And here's why I don't want us to get lost in that sauce. Bear market rallies happen. Let's take a second to sit on that. Bear market rallies happen. In 2008, we had three of those bear markets, rallies, that were anywhere between 20% and 30%. So what I want you to understand is, I'm not saying that this is not the indication of something new. I'm just saying, if we look at the past, we can kind of understand the future. <laughs> We trapping, man. Let's go, man. How y'all feeling? You feel me? Right? So as we move forward, I want you to understand, like, the dot-com bubble had some of those same things. So we had it in a dot-com bubble. We also had it in a financial crisis. So what that tell us is this is something that isn't new. This is a part of the process. I always want you to understand, and I always say this, as trappers... As trappers, 
we must at least understand basic economics, right? We got to understand basic economics and we got to understand things that happened in the past. Mark Twain once said this. He said, the past often, he said, the past may not look like the future, but it often rhymes with the future. That boy was good. The past may not be identical to the future, but it often rhymes with the future. That is good work right there. Because that tells us it may not look exactly like it, but it may give us something similar. God damn, we is trapping tonight, man. How y'all feeling, man? <laughs> Let's go, man. So what I want to do right now, I want to get into a little bit of these earnings, right? Because we have some big things happen today. And we got to talk about it. We have to talk about what happened. So what I want to get into right now, first and foremost, is Home Depot. Let's get into Home Depot. So today, Home Depot reported earnings. And we will say, they trap was jumping. Home Depot trap was good. As one of the biggest uh home improvement retailers right in the world they did amazing right the numbers were up I think they reported somewhere around seven point seven seven dollars and seven cent right that is real good that mean a trap is booming right that mean a whole bunch of people buying paint that means a whole bunch of people buying two by fours. That means a whole bunch of people are buying <laughs> plant products, <laughs> toilets, zincs, refrigerators, right? That means a lot of people are purchasing here. And I like that. Home Depot actually has like a $7 dividend annually per share which is amazing for a company of this magnitude. Now, the, the dope part about Home Depot in this situation is this. The dope part about Home Depot in their situation is this. Retail is so important for the economy because retail tells us where the economy is going. It tells us if the consumer is spending from different categories, right? From different categories. So that's important. So today, Home Depot definitely was trapped, right? They were definitely in a trap. So next we'll go to, let's talk about, let's talk about Walmart. Let's talk about it, right? So. Walmart is an amazing business. I'm not going to lie. Walmart is the staple of economic retail, right? Walmart is the staple of economic retail. Now, what I will say is Walmart did lower guidance. Walmart did lower guidance. So there's, there's, what I'm about to tell you is they beat 
but it wasn't a beat beat, right? It wasn't like a snare drum beat. It was like a it was like a little drummer boy beat. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't like a HBCU drum major, Southern and Grambling. It wasn't that kind of beat. It was more like a <laughs> Harvey Hill. <laughs> All right, I'll be chilling with you. <laughs> right, so they did look. <laughs> So they did lower guidance today, right? The owner came out and said something that was really intriguing to me. He said, <laughs> oh man, that was funny. All right, so the owner came out and said something today that was real funny to me, right? And I don't know if I took this personal or not, right? I don't know how I took it, but he did say, the company had a decrease in sale for deli meat, but an increase in sale for canned tuna fish. So that tells me, like, I remember my grandmother, like, I remember my grandmother, like, at my grandmother's house, I remember, like, we had a cabinet that was full of canned goods. Like, and she used to always tell me, canned goods Stay stacked on your canned goods because you never know what hard times gonna come. You never know when the refrigerator gonna go out. You never know you have a house full of candles. Right? Right? <laughs> right? So what, what that's telling me is people are preparing. Right? So understanding consumer spending tendencies. Right? Understanding consumer spending tendencies. So what happens is when a consumer thinks that uh, economic trouble or financial winters are ahead, they spend on the net. I don't know how everybody else spend, but I know coming up where I spend at, you always got water. You always got canned goods, right? Water, canned goods, crackers. Who? <laughs> what? Waters, water, you got the thing of water, right? You got the water, am I lying? The canned goods, some of the canned goods just had words on it, like pork, beef, <laughs> right? Pork, beef, right? The box just had cereal on it, right? Dry goods. Right? And crackers. Dry beans. Right? These were the things we had. Because we were preparing for the worst. So when I hear that, it tells me, hmm, the consumer isn't certain on what's ahead. So Walmart did earn a dollar seventy-seven cent per share. Revenue did grow by 8.4%. But here's the thing. They did cancel billions of dollars of orders to level off inventory. So in the grand scheme of things, I don't know if I can say they're really trapping because they did lower guidance. Right? They lowered guidance. 
In May, they told us the economic winter was coming. In June, they told us guidance was weak. So when I see them beat earnings, yeah, they did beat, but they lowered guidance so much. It's like, it's kind of like when you set the bar low and then you knock it out of the park because you set the low bar, right? They said they got a warehouse full of inventory. So like, I don't know if I can really, I'm not taking away from them, but I don't know if they, I can really say that they are like trapping, trapping. But no matter what I think, the Dow Jones ran a day and they let it. Right? That no matter what I think, the Dow Jones ran today and they let it. Now, when they broke down their earnings, they said their ad business is up 30%. Their e-com business is up 12%. We're going to tap into that a little bit. Right? Because Walmart is now stepping into the streaming world. They have a partnership with Paramount. So members of Walmart Plus will also get access to Paramount. Notably, Warren Buffett, after that, did buy 10 million shares of Paramount. The GOAT knows something. The GOAT knows something. Now, what I will say is, Walmart has a lot of catching up to do when it comes to Amazon. Right? Because Amazon, even though AWS is their main business, Amazon is often thought about as a big retailer. Right? They have made... Shopping online is just easy. Like, I'm not going to lie, Amazon made a lot of people lazy. I'm going to just keep it real. Like, even my, like, sometimes I will sacrifice going to the store for next day delivery. I'm going to just keep it real. Like, raise your hand. Like, if you're in your car driving right now, keep your hand on your steering wheel, right? If you're at home right now, raise your hand, <laughs> right? Have you ever sacrificed going to the store for next day delivery. And if you're really good, you get, if you get it early enough, you can get same day. Right? Like if, you really, if you're really good, right? If you're really good, like you get up at like 8 o'clock in the morning, like, yo, I need to get this list of things. Like you can really get it at the same day. Right? <laughs> I know I ain't the only one. Like, you know what? I just don't got time for what's going on in the grocery stores. I'm going to just, I don't need it that bad. I can get it tomorrow. Right? So that's, that is a 100% a byproduct of what Amazon has did us. <laughs> that, is, that is 100% a byproduct of what Amazon has did us. You feel me? So what Walmart is saying is, hey, I don't want to leave that money on the table. So they're rolling out the Walmart Plus. Remember, they just bought a lot of vans as well to put on the street. So they can also do same-day delivery. So I want us to pay attention that streaming wars and delivering food to people is a thing. This is the way of the future. So you have to find somebody that can make that happen. And I won't say count Walmart out because I think they actually deliver to a different type of consumer. I like to say that Walmart is the church's chicken of retail and Target is the Popeyes. Why? Because you got people with a Popeye that ain't going nowhere else. But church's chicken is always in a hood near you. You feel me? Like the church's chicken is in a hood near you. Right? And we know what we getting. Are we getting the grease? We getting the cold-blooded biscuits? Right? Your order may be messed up. You go there for the peppers. Right? I need the peppers. Right? You know, you know what you're going to church and chicken for. Walmart is that. They got locations everywhere. On every Martin Luther King drive, 
you're going to find the churches and the Walmart. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Right? <laughs> so I want us to pay attention to retail is huge. Retail is 100% a staple of our economy. Always look at retail. Always look at oil. They'll tell us a lot about where the economy is. Tomorrow we have earnings reports that are coming out from Target. This is important because understanding how Target and how Walmart operate, these are the number one and two stores that people go into. Of course, you got your Kroger's, your BJ's, your Costco's. I love Costco's. I'm paying attention to Costco's earnings. We talked about that before. Why? Because people like to buy in bulk during these type of times. Right, so it's understanding the consumer behavior. Let's move forward, man. Hope everybody feeling good, man. Let's move on. Let's get to another segment of the show, man. I hope you feel good. 100% want to say something right quick, right? This segment of the show is called Heat Check. It is sponsored by Travis Anonymous. Travis Anonymous is a group and a community that's dedicated to helping the Travis understand how to navigate through the markets. One of the worst things we can do as new investors is to invest in a market on our own. We need to bounce these ideas off our head. We need to find certainty. We need to find a community of people who we can talk to. We need to find guidance because we are all on a journey of being first-time millionaires, first generation of well-builders, and we are breaking down barriers. So being in Trap as Anonymous is 100% vital to your well-being and to your livelihood as an investor. We do so many things in the group that help you improve as an investor or as a trapper. When we do something called Market Mondays, Market Madness, I'm sorry, shout out to my brothers at EYL. Right, we do something called Monday Madness is when I go live in a group and we talk about the economic temperature in the market, how we can navigate. I'm answering your questions. I'm talking to you. I'm letting you be assured. Tuesday, we do something called Ticket Similar Tuesday, where we put in, I put in a great company, right? It has great fundamentals, have a great balance sheet, has great management, has the potential to look really well inside of your portfolio, but you have to do the rest of the research. But I help you and guide you because I know that a lot of trappers struggle with finding great companies. The reason why everybody's portfolio looks the same, if you got in the market between 2018, I'm sorry, between 2020 and now, 80% of the people who invest in their portfolio look the same. You know why? Because they invest in the same companies that everybody talk about. Well, in Trappers Anonymous, we dig deep. We go below the surface. We find great companies, boring business that are great run, by great CEOs that we can understand. Wednesday, we do something called Wild Out Wednesday. Thursday, we do ETF Thursdays to help you take away the risk. Right? You may not be ready to invest in individual stocks. So on Thursdays, we break down ETFs. The ETFs, exchange trade funds, it helps you invest without all the risk. Friday, we do something called Drip Friday. Okay, you see the drip, you see me. Wipe it down. Shout out to Lil Boosie for that. Right? Drip Friday, dividend reinvestment plan. Drip Friday, we talk about dividend paying companies. Companies that can give us passive income. Saturdays, we do something called Say Something Saturdays and Study the Great Saturdays. It is when one of my lieutenants in the group help you study a great investor so you can learn their strategy and so you can complement that. And then Sundays, we do the world famous live from the kitchen. It's when myself and all the trappers do a live call we break down companies in a presentation form for different people in each sector. And then after that, we ask you questions. It's not about you being right or wrong. It's about you being familiar with learning how to break down the business. 
Come join Trappers Anonymous. I promise you, it's one of the best, best decisions that you'll make ever. The greatest investment you can ever make in life is the investment in yourself. It pays the best dividends. The goal is not only just to invest in assets, it's so that you can become the asset. So once you become the asset, no one else can decrease your value. Shout out to Trappers Anonymous, man. Let's go, man. This segment is called the heat check. So what, with the heat check, I want us to just like check the temperature of what's going on in the market, what's going on in the economy, so we can maneuver and we can be savvy, right? So when we think about that, I want us to talk about something, right? So here are the sectors perform, how the sectors perform today, right? Consumer discretionary is up 1.9%. Consumer staples is up 1.2%. Right? Energy is up 0.34%. Financials, we're talking about the banks. Right? Up 0.69%. Right? Health sector, minus 2.9%. I like healthcare. I'm going to keep it real. Industrials, right? 0.45%. Right? Real estate. Now, this is important because XHB is an ETF for real estate home builders. XHB is a real estate ETF for home builders, right? And so when we think about real estate, I want us to also look at how the home builders ETF is flowing, right? Technology minus 2.9%, I mean, minus 2.9%. Um, and then we look about communications and utilities, right? So this heat check is important because we just want to see how the market is navigating today, right? So that's, that's real good on how we maneuver, right? So then we have outside of this heat check and we move a little further. Like I want us to look at the options chain, how important that is in the environment. Right. So one of the things that people don't realize is that options play a huge part. The calls and puts that huge companies and hedge funds make are actually how we drive the market. So one of the things that people look at often is um, how um, individuals are buying stocks. Right. And so we think that individual companies are just buying stocks. But there's millions and millions and millions of calls and puts that are taking place every day. So once we understand that, like once we understand how those calls and puts are, are being placed, we can navigate through the market. And then there's a temperature check, right? So if you can see um, the call put ratio, Right, that call put ratio, when you see it going either from 0.7, like 0% to 2%, like 1% tells us we are in, the market is being bearish. Right, that means more puts are being put in. Right, that means more puts are being put in. And if we see it under that, then that means more calls are being put in, right? So think about that and remember that, right? That call put ratio today was somewhere around uh, 0.74%, right? Somewhere around that 0.74%. So 
So I must always take that in mind. Let's look at that call to put ratio. All right, so let's move forward, man. We get into this next segment, man. We're going to look at the certified trapper of the week. Now, this is amazing for me. I'm going to keep it honest with you. This is super duper duper amazing for me. Why? Because we like to highlight CEOs, investors who have done amazing work for their respective field. So today we're going to highlight none other, none other than Roz Brewer, the CEO of Walgreens. Let's give, let's give her a round of applause, man. Let's give her a round of Let's give her a round of applause, man. Clap it up for that queen, right? She had a great saying, a saying that says, don't be silent in the room. Even if you think you're making a mistake, there's better than sitting in silence. I like that. Don't be silent in a room, even if you think you're gonna make a mistake. It's better than sitting there quiet, right? She was a top paid woman CEO in 2021, a graduate of the illustrious the world-renowned Spelman University. She had a salary of $28.3 million. Jeez, go ahead on, queen. Right? With another $20 million in stock compensation. This queen is getting to it. This queen is getting to it, y'all. You feel me? <laughs> I had, hey, when I found this, I said, oh, this is good. Right? Before this, she was the CFO a COO of Starbucks. She was the COO of Starbucks, y'all. Before she got this job as the CEO of Walgreens, she was the COO at Starbucks. Not only was she the COO at Starbucks, she was the first woman CEO at Starbucks. But she ain't just stopped there because before that she was the CEO at Sam's Club. Which, man. Huh? Come on, queen. Somebody tag that queen, man. If you know this queen, I want you to tell this queen that Wall Street Travel won't talk to her. We won't talk to her live. We won't talk to her live on the show, right? Somebody get her in touch with me so we get her live on the show so we can let us talk to her about her illustrious career. We would love to talk to her. We would love to sit down with her. Right? We would love to understand what it was like to navigate through this game. Right? She was named the first black COO of Starbucks, y'all. Come on, man. And we already know Sam Walton and the team, right? We know good old Sam and the team ain't letting on anybody be the CEO of, 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 of Sam's. So somebody slide in her DM, somebody holler at her, connect her, and let her know Trap would love for her to be a guest on the show. Right? Let's go, man. <laughs> How we feeling, y'all? How we feeling, man? This is amazing. 
I love it. I love the energy. Let's move forward, man. Trapping Tools is an amazing show, right? We are here to not only just give you information, not just to entertain you, to make you laugh, but it's to speak to us in our language. It's to help you navigate. It's to help you to have somewhere to go each and every Tuesday to build your confidence as an investor. You did. All right, man, so listen, this segment is called Learning the Lingo. So this segment is brought to you by none other than Trapper Apparel, Inc. Trapper Apparel, Inc. is 100% the uniform for everyone who is dedicated to building wealth. Whether you invest in stocks, whether you invest in real estate, whether you have a successful business, whether you're helping people fix their credit, whether you're doing tour, whether you're in Airbnb, whether you're in crypto, whatever you're in on your wealth building journey, this is 100% the uniform for the trappers. Trapper Power Inc. is great quality. It represents who we are, what we are, and what we stand for. Right? It represents who we are, what we are, and what we stand for. And what we wear on a day-to-day basis expresses how we feel and what we want the world to know about us. So make sure you get your Trapper Apparel Inc. Let's go, y'all. Right? So this segment is learning the lingo. Right? Learning the lingo is so important because one of the ways that we get lost on the journey of investing is not understanding the language. Right? So when you read a book and you get a book and you don't, you don't comprehend with that book, right? When you read a book and you get a book and that book isn't speaking to you, that book then becomes a coffee table. Right? One of the things I love about my daughter is she loves to read. And because she loves to read, we want her to understand the language of investing. Right? I want each and every one of us to not only teach ourselves, but I want us to take that extra step at teaching our kids, our nieces, and our nephews the lingo. So today's learning the lingo is averaging down. Not to be confused with dollar cost averaging. Right? Not to be confused with dollar cost averaging. Right? So averaging down is an investing strategy that involves you as an owner of a stock to buy shares that you already own at a cheaper price. What that does is it brings down your cost basis. So if you bought a stock at $100 and it went down to $85, if you buy something at $85, you have now averaged down. You with me? You with me right now? Right? And then once you buy the $85, if it went down to $75, you bought some more at $75, you've now averaged down. So as you average down, as you average down, what you're doing now is bringing your cost basis down. So if you bought it at 100, 
and you average down at 85, you average down at 75, you've now brought your $100 cost basis down to about 90. Right? And if you bring it down to about 90, now you don't have to wait to 100 to see profit. Now you can see profit at 90. Averaging down is 100% what I love to do. I'm not a dollar cost average person. There's nothing wrong with that strategy. I preferably, my investing philosophy is all about averaging down. Right? So let's get into this next segment where I love. It's called breaking down a brick. Now listen, y'all know I'm a traveler. Y'all know for me, breaking down a brick is saying, how do I take a product and I get the most out of it? Right? So what I want us to do with this segment is think about how do we take a company that we love and we break that company down so we can understand it. And once we understand that company, we can make a conscious decision on if we want to invest in it or not. So the breaking out of brick term for the day, company for the day is Sanderson Firms. I like to call this one slinging birds. (laughs) I like to call this one slinging birds. You You feel me? Slinging birds. You feel me? Right? So Sanderson... All right, y'all. Like, I be having fun with this, y'all. Because I love this. This is what I love to do. Right? Slinging birds. Right? So, Sanderson Farms is one of the largest poultry processing companies in the United States. Right? They produce and process meat. They produce and process poultry. Fresh, frozen, and prepared chicken products in the United States. The company sells ice-packed chilled, packed, bulk packed, and frozen chicken primarily under the Sanderson Farms brand. They sell to retailers, they sell to wholesalers, and they sell to distributors. They also sell to casual dining operations. So sometimes when you go to a restaurant, they got their chicken right from the plug. And I'm gonna keep it real with you, ain't nothing like getting your brick from the plug. No middleman involved. I get it for these wholesale prices. I want it for $17.5. He trying to sell it to me for $22. I'm going to go straight to the plug. All right, I'm going to chill. Sometimes I just, sometimes I'm not a certified Wall Street chap. Sometimes you got to bear with me when I go through those type of things. Right? So they have dining operations in Southeast, Southwest, and Northeast in the United States, as well as they sell to consumers who resell chicken in the export markets. That's right. That means I can go buy chicken from them and I can resell the chicken. Again, there is nothing like going straight to the plug. Right? There is nothing like going straight to the plug because if you go to Walmart, if you go somewhere where they sell them wholesale, if you go somewhere where you got to get them in a... Y'all might not know about that, though. Like getting them in a big white box, two handles, the white got the plastic on it. See, y'all don't know. See, listen, I was, a, I was slinging birds before I was slinging stocks. So my grandmother had, let me, can I tell you a story right quick? My grandmother used to have a produce company, right? My grandmother had a produce company, but she hooked up with this dude in Mississippi. He was a chicken farmer. 
He was a chicken farmer. And so my grandmother would go get a hundred chickens from this man. Sometimes she would get them already skinned and sometimes she would get them still clucking. I'm talking about <laughs> still clucking and she would sell them wholesale. Her mom was always, I'm going to go straight to the plug. So she became the connect. Uh oh, we talking. Right? She went to the plug and she became a connect. And, and in New Orleans, they had this spot called Morrison Cafeteria. They had the other spot called Piccadilly's. And she would sell directly to them. Right? So she resold wholesale chicken and frozen chicken sometime, right? I was slaying birds. Not the kind that gets you in prison, though. <laughs> Let's go, man. Moving forward, right? This is amazing, man. And I, and I hope y'all enjoy this, right? So we want to do something today, man. This is by far, I'm going to keep it real. This is by far my favorite segment of the show. This is by far my favorite segment of the show. And this segment is called The Wealth Track. This segment is called The Wealth Track. Why do we call it, why do I call it the well track? It is because hip hop is so much of a factor in our everyday life. And what I like to say is artists like Queen Latifah, artists like uh, KRS-One, artists like Common, artists like Public Enemy Number One, these people did not run out of raps. These people did not run out of raps. They did not run out of rhymes to tell us. What happened was that type of empowering music was not beneficial. That type of music of, of, of empowering us was not beneficial. Right? So what happened was we got flooded with a different type of music. Now, what I will say is that that type of music, artists are simply telling their story. But what I will say is, there are still artists who find a way to navigate and give us the best of both worlds. And today, because I felt like in the beginning of my journey, I felt like I was going to meet Nip. I felt like I was doing good work, and I felt like he would see my work, and at some point on my career, I felt like we were going to meet. He inspired me so much. Mailbox Money, Slauson, and I can go on, Crenshaw. He inspired me. He inspired us all way before Victory Lap. And, and Victory Lap was so emotional for us once we understood how prolific it was. If we would have known that would be the last album that we would have gotten from him, we maybe would have cherished him a little bit more. But I will say we all understood that album. And so I think that's the reason why we all were in such shock when he left us. So in honor of Nip, 
His birthday was yesterday, August the 15th. He also received a Hollywood star. We honor him today on the well track, which is why I wore my Nipsey blue shirt, my Nipsey blue pants, my sky blue jays. He says something in these lyrics that was so profound. He says, open trust accounts deposit racks, mm-mm. Million dollar life insurance on my flesh, mm-mm. Bemis, Benz, Bentleys over Lex, mm-mm. Ferraris and Lambos, that's what's next. So let's, let's break that down. Let's understand that. And let's dig into that. So we start off with open trust accounts, deposit racks. He talking to us on a higher level right there. He talking to us on a higher level right there. The key to wealth, the key to wealth is owning a trust. You take a trust, the trust have ownership of a holding company. The holding company then has ownership of every LLC. Now you own nothing, control everything. He put us on game with that. If you didn't know, in the words of the late Biggie, if you don't know, now you know. Let's say it again. Open trust account deposit rats. Open trust account deposit rats. So you open the trust, under the trust, you get a holding company. The trust, right? The trust owns the holding company. The holding company now owns every LLC you put under them. And so now, when people try to sue you or when people come after you, you broke. Let me see something, y'all. Let me see something. Oh, I'm broke, baby. I ain't got no money. Oh, shit. I see you shining, nigga. I can smell a motherfucker with money. You hear me? <laughs> I'm broke, baby. I'm broke, baby. Got no money. Right? So let's get to the next one. Million dollar life insurance on my flesh. Right? So not only do we own a trust, right? We setting the, we setting the company up, right? We setting the business. We setting the family up. But now we got the million dollar life insurance. I want y'all to understand something right quick, right? A million dollar life insurance policy isn't a lot. It doesn't cost you a lot of money. We as a culture, if you walk around here with some Jordans on, if you walk around here with a Birkin bag, if you walk around here with a pair of Gucci's on your feet, if you walk around here with a Cuban on your neck, if you walk around here with Prada on, if you on Instagram with all the designer on, if you're taking trips everywhere, I want you to know that a million dollar life insurance policy is cheaper than all that. Let's, let's take a step back and let that sit in our spirit for a second. Moment of silence for Nip and moment of silence for the realization of that seed that I just planted in your spirit. All right, let's talk about it again. If you are walking around in this economy, if you are walking around in 2022 
with Burberry anything, with Gucci anything, with Louis Vuitton anything, if you ever stood on a sofa in a club between 2020 and 2022, popping a bottle, if you ever took a trip, if you ever got a Toro, if you ever got an Airbnb, if you keep eating juicy crab twice a month, right? Yeah, if, if you eat, <laughs> if you eat juicy crab twice a month, I want you to understand that you can afford a million dollar life insurance policy. I want you to understand that. Because here's what I want you to know. We are no longer looking at life insurance policy as just enough to bury us. I will not contribute to another GoFundMe. I will not do it. I will not do it. We have to realize something, y'all. Shout out to my friend Lindsay Smith. She told me something. I had a $150,000 life insurance policy at first. And I said, Lindsay, I got $150,000. She said, Trap, let me ask you a question. How long do you think $150,000 is going to take care of your child when you're gone? I say, ouch. I say, ouch. I say, ouch. Because I thought $150,000 was enough. She said, Trap. How long do you think that's going to last her? And immediately, you know what I said in my head? I am dead longer than I'm alive. Everybody on here, I want you to understand that you will be dead longer than you are alive. In the beginning of the show, I said something that I want you to take to heart. You have to stop thinking like an individual entity and start thinking like a corporation. No real business owner. No Chick-fil-A. No Walmart. No Johnson & Johnson. No Amazon. No Tesla. No Reebok. No Nike. No Comcast. No company that is of extreme success sets itself up to die off after the founder is gone. They actually put their family in a corporation in position to thrive after they're gone. You ain't never met J.P. Morgan Chase in your life, but it's the biggest bang in the world and you still go there. The original man is gone. You ain't never met Sam Walton. You ain't never met them people. But you know their brand. You know the brand. A million dollar life insurance policy isn't as high as you think it is. So when Nip said that, and I admire him for this, this was so important to me. Like this showed me how dope he was, not only as an artist, but as a man. Jay-Z, someone that I also admire. 
went to Nip's girl, wife, and said to her, here's $5 million. And she said, nah, we good. She, she said, we good. He took care. When I heard that, I said, that was a man who spoke on wealth, but also moved with great intention. Let me say to all the fellas and all the kings out here, everybody who listening to me as a king, I want you to understand something. Your last name is your legacy. Queens, I'm not taking nothing from you right now. For the fellas, I want you to know it's your last name that carries. So all my kings, I want you to understand something. It is your last name that carries. What are you doing to turn your last name into an asset? My daughter has my last name. When she marries a man, she has to lose my last name and take on his. I want him to know there is a serious accountability factor when you're trying to change her last name. When you sign that paper and say, I want to change her last name from Howard to something else, you got some big shoes to fill. I want you to think about that, Kings. Your last name is what you work for every single day. None away from the queens because y'all give birth. But that last name is attached, supposed to be, to a man. So men, kings, I want you to understand something. If you're raising a son and he has to go out in the world and marry someone and change their last name, let it be a last name of value. Let it be a last name that's worth something. Let it be a last name that is prolific. And you start building that now. One of my dreams in this world, my great accomplishments in this world is when my daughter has kids and her kids have kids and if she's still alive, I want a big old poster picture of me in the house. And I want my great-grandchildren, who I may one day never meet, I want them to look at that picture and I want somebody to say that Grandpa Trap, Uncle Trap, is the reason why our name is what it is. It is the reason why we have privilege, it is the reason why we have opportunities, and it's the reason why we have freedom. I want you to understand that. Let's go a little further. So he says, Beamers, Benz, Bentleys. He's just saying, listen, not only have I secured the trust, not only have I did the life insurance, now I can live a little bit. It's okay to live a little bit. I, I don't like the fact that 
There's a picture that always says, like, it'll be like the Migos, and then it'll be like Warren Buffett, and it'll say, this man is worth billions, this is, man, listen, everybody has an opportunity and a choice to make wealth look like they want it to look, right? But what I will say is if you're doing the right work, and if you solidify your family, you make sure they're good, man, live your life. Bemis, Benz, Bentleys, or Lex. Ferraris and them Lambos is what's next. Take it to another level, man. But only after you've done the work. So if you say you're getting money out here and your mama not good, you ain't really getting no money. If you say you're getting money out here and your children ain't good, you ain't really getting no money. If you say you're getting money out here and your family not structured right, you ain't really getting no money. Tyler Perry said something that was so crucial in InvestFest. Shout out to EYL for that interview. He said, one of the things that hurt our culture is once we get the money, once we get the money, we try to hurry up and go take care of everybody, pull everybody up, when we haven't solidified ourselves. Because if you sink, the whole ship sink. Because all it takes is one person to be brave enough to be a disruptor. So put yourself in a situation that's solid. Put yourself in a situation that's good and then you go take care of everybody. Shout out to Steve Harvey. Shout out to Tyler Perry for those impactful interviews at InvestFest. Shout out to EYL for giving us that, man. Man, well, that was the well track, man. So now I'm gonna get into this segment here, man. This is important for me. We call this segment Wise Words from the OG. This is important for me. This is after we break down the information. This is after we take in the knowledge. It's a conversation between you and me. It's an idea, it's a concept that we can have just a great talk. It's the opportunity for you and I to sit back and converse. And I want us to think about what we have to introduce our families to. I want us to think about how far we've come I want us to think about the evolution. I want us to understand that there cannot be no, there cannot be a change in our family dynamic if there first isn't a change in us. I want us to understand that if we don't understand and we don't grasp the concept of building wealth, if we don't grasp the concept that in a world full of abundance, we lack no opportunities. We have no limitations, only the ones that we put on ourselves. I want you to understand that the consequences to building wealth 
is a lifetime of freedom. I want us to understand this acronym that I created called FEAR. FAIL. F-A-I-L. Fear always interrupts legacy. Let me say that again. What's the thing about this acronym that I created called FAIL? Fear always interrupts legacy. Legacy is more important than just money. Legacy is about how do you leave your family? How does your family exist? How does your family excel after you've gone? We only have a limited time here. We only have a limited time here. What I want you to know is make that investment. We only have a limited time here. I want you to take that risk. We only have a limited time here. I want you to take that chance. I want you to understand that the opportunities that you take advantage of become the leverage for the next generation. The opportunities that you don't take advantage of become obstacles for the next generation. We must take into consideration that greatness starts with one person. Legacy starts with one person. Are you that one person? Will you redefine the values, the principles, and the pillars that your family live by? I want you to understand that the stock market is only one tool in your Swiss army knife to achieving wealth. I want you to understand that there's a triangle offense that I live by. Buy stocks, start a business, and then buy real estate. Buy stocks because it is the easiest barrier of entry to building wealth. Starting a business because it is the initiation process to wealth. It is what can give you a sense of freedom, of economic independence in a world of financial deprivation. And buy real estate because it becomes the tax shelter, the passive income, the catalyst to wealth. And as a bonus, I want us to buy some land, 
agriculture, farmland, mineral rights, water rights. Understanding that wealth is built from so many different dynamics. I want you to understand that you are more than. I want you to understand that never before have we had the opportunity and the access to so much information. I know that right now, our leaders, the Sojourner Truths, the Malcolm X's, the Martin Luther King's, the Che Guevara's, the Fred Hamptons, the Sojourner Truths, the Madam C.J. Walker's, the Marcus Garvey's, the Angela Davis's, the George Jackson's, the Elijah Muhammad's. I want you to know that right now, they did more with less. They made no excuses. They had a vision. They had passion. And they moved with purpose. I want you to know that you have in you everything that is needed to not change the world but to change your family, to impact your friends, to impact your loved ones. I want you to ask yourself, are you the asset or the liability in your equation? I want you to understand that the only thing that is a distraction is what you give energy to. There can be no distractions if you focus. There can be no distractions if you have vision. Distractions are only excuses for the weak. Excuses only sound amazing to the person who tells them. I'm not saying that these things don't exist, but you only give birth to them. They only come to life if you give them energy. None of us are perfect. None of us are without flaw, but all of us are enough. All of us are enough. There is too many injustices that come with poverty. There's too many injustices and inequalities that come with being insufficient financially. Your voice can often be smothered if you lack the knowledge and the information and the money. You can't lack all three. You can't lack information and money and expect to thrive. 
Let's say it again. You can't lack information and money. But God damn it, you a powerhouse if you have both. So I say to you, each and every one of you, you are the financial revolutionary to your family. You are the financial revolutionary. You are the introduction to wealth. You are the asset to your family. Do me a favor, man. Like and subscribe. Tell somebody about this, man. And I leave you. I love you. I honor you. It's your boy, the Wall Street Trapper. See y'all next week.